Hello, everyone. It's so good to be back. Do you guys enjoy that slideshow? Yeah. I especially like that picture of me. Looking so good by the bridge. Thank you, honey. I really appreciate that. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you uh, for just your goodness. And we thank you for the new levels that you're taking this house, God, as we stepped under submission to uh, Pastor Gen- uh, Benjamin and Pastor Sonny. And we thank you, Father, for just, um, yeah, just the family that we have here. Lord, we just pray that you ready our hearts. I pray that every single person would just begin to position themselves to be ready to receive your word. Father, to take ownership of the word and to apply the word, God, so that it may bear much fruit in their lives, Lord. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, worship was awesome. Man. Pastor John, you're crazy. It's so good. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but a lot of the worship team people, they have like mad glitter on their face. You see them? Hyoju was like shining. Um, she had all this glitter. I think she may still have it, but um, anyway. Uh, so we had a wonderful trip. And uh, one of the things that I, I took notice of after spending so much time, you know, it's different when you spend time with people and when you live with them. You know what I mean? And when we lived with Pastor Benjamin and Pastor Sonny and we uh, slept you know, together and woke up together and we saw them parent Alethea and we saw them go do their daily things. I mean, there was something that was just released in me as I just lived with them. You know, even though it was such a short time, it was so powerful. Uh, Even being able to spend time with Pastor Daniels was just, I mean, it was really amazing. And the one thing that stood out to me while I was spending time of something that, yeah, that really jumped out was they, they talked different. The way that they spoke was different. The language that they were speaking in was different. I'm not talking about speaking in French and, you know, Spanish and, you know, all that stuff. But it was, it was a language of faith that they were speaking in. You know, so many of us, we, um, we, we are multilingual. How many of you guys can speak more than one language? Raise your hand. Hey. Okay. Um, I can speak two. Barely. <laughs> uh, but I'm fluent in English. Um, it's so funny because we got, we got introduced as pastors in Korea and everyone's like, you speak English so good. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, so, you know, you have these different languages that we speak in the natural, but can, do you know that there's also languages that we can speak? I'm talking about languages of faith. You know, you can be fluent in a certain language, but I feel like for many of us, we're still learning how to speak that language. You know, because for most of our lives, we knew how to speak out of anxiety and we knew how to speak the language of doubt and we knew how to speak the language of discouragement and insecurity. That's the language that we're fluent in. But I feel like God is saying we got to change our words because we are a new people. We are a new breed. And when we stepped into the house of God and into the fellowship and communion with the Lord, our language needs to change. It says that we're citizens of heaven. And there's a heavenly language that we need to speak. It's not just speaking in tongues, which is awesome, but also even when we just speak naturally to one another, we are called to speak with faith. You know, when I, when I spent time with, uh, Pastor Benjamin and Pastor Sonny, and I call them mama and papa, so I'm just going to say that because it's shorter. Okay. So when I was spending time with mama and papa, you know, some of the things that they were speaking out in faith, even though 
it wasn't true yet in the natural. For example, that building that we just saw, they do not own that building, but in their minds, they own it. See, they've actually been contending for that building for the past couple of months, and they've been praying, but the way that they're walking in is, it's ours, it's done. And so when Papa was showing us the building, he said, this is our facility. This is what we're going to do here. We're going to do a cafe here. We're going to, you know, do a new bookstore here and all this stuff. And they spoke as if they already had it. But when I asked him, inquired about it, I was like, well, Papa, did you guys get the, you signed the papers and you have it? He's like, no, we didn't, not yet, but we're going to. In his mind, it was done. And the way that he spoke about that building was as if it was already done. That's the language of faith. So many of us were so caught up in the language of the now. Language of the circumstance that we're stuck in. Language of the natural. Language of the seen. But God wants us to shift into a place where we're speaking about the unseen. Where we're coming into agreement with what heaven is saying about us and actually what we have. And even though right now in the natural they don't have the building, in the spirit they do. It's theirs. It's done. And they're going to continue to speak that word until the word comes into, until the, the circumstance comes into agreement with the word that they're speaking. So many of us, we wait until our circumstances change before we, our language changes. You know, we don't, we don't speak out what God really sees until we see it naturally. We got things twisted. We're, we're, it's backwards. We're called to live by faith, not by sight. And when you live by faith, that includes the way we speak. And so we need to begin to change our language into a language of faith. Thank you. <laughs> you know, mama was telling me about a relationship that she had. And this relationship was actually, um, it was, it wasn't the best relationship. And that person that she was in relationship with hurt her numerous times and was constantly hurting her. And she was constantly speaking out, man, she hurts me. She's insensitive. She's not nice. And all of a sudden God began to convict her to begin to speak life over, change her language. And so all of a sudden, mama began to say, you know what? No, she's a woman of faith. No, she loves me. She cares for me. She wants to help me. And as she began to stand on that word, even though in the natural, it wasn't there yet, things began to change. For years, they were in a relationship of dysfunction and hurt. But it took months. When she began to change her language, it took months. But all of a sudden, that person began to really change. All of a sudden, they began to really be sensitive. Hey, do you need help with Alethea? No, let me help you. Whereas before, she'd be like, I don't have time for that. As Sonny's disposition and where she stood changed, that circumstance and even the character of that woman began to follow. That's power. That's power. Had she had waited in the natural for that to happen, I wonder how long it would have took or if it would have even happened. But it's the language of faith that sets things up. Amen? Amen. You know, when you speak in a language of faith, you're tapping into something that's above time. You know, Lord, our God, he is above time. Time does not bind him or limit him in any way or contain him. And when we begin to speak the language of faith, what we're actually doing is we're calling the heavens down into earth. And when we begin to do that, we're actually stepping over the time and we're speaking what's in the future to come right now. So if your bank account is empty and you need to speak into that bank account, guess what? When you begin to pray and speak in a language of faith, you're stepping into heaven and you're beginning to calling that into your now. 
into your now. Now, when Mama and Papa first got married, they had a lot of a lot of trouble, and they would be the first ones to tell you. They're so open about their relationship. It's such a blessing. But they didn't get any marriage counseling. Nobody really taught them how to communicate and all that stuff. And, you know, Christian and I are still learning. And, um, you know, they had a difficult time the first couple of years. And as they were having this difficult time, Pastor Benjamin realized that there was just some division that was there. How many of you know that the enemy loves to divide? He loves to divide. He loves to bring division in the church. He loves to bring division in your family. He loves to bring division in your relationships, especially with those that you have covenant with. So if you have a special relationship with somebody, for example, your accountability group or your spiritual mentor, guess what? Be ready because the enemy is going to cause, try to cause division. But the truth is he cannot touch you unless you let him. And so there was division that was there in their relationship. And Pastor Daniels, who was Papa Benjamin's spiritual father, he said, no, you are one. Pastor Benjamin was like, no, we're not. Do you not see the fighting that's going on? And they would come for counseling and they would come just to share their hearts. And Pastor Daniel was like, no, you are one. And he spoke that language of faith. And as he began to speak that, all of a sudden, they began to come into agreement with that. And after they get into a big fight, Papa would just go into the room and he would say, God, we are one. We are one. We are one. Even though they were just in the middle of a huge fight, he spoke the language of faith and he established it. All of a sudden, their marriage began to change. And the division that they were experiencing soon, those things weren't able to touch them anymore. And they began to stand and all they were in this mutual agreement. And that was one of the greatest lessons I learned being in their house is the oneness that they're operating in. Man, that's a whole nother message that I'm still trying to process, but they are one. You know, intimacy isn't about being closer. It's about being one. When God calls us into intimacy with him, he's not saying get closer to me. He's saying be one with me. And so there's a oneness that was established simply by coming into agreement, the language that they spoke. Now, my question to you is if the passage that we read said that the, out of the overflow of our heart, our mouth speaks, what is your heart saying? Because we talk about our beliefs all the time. But if you were to record all the things that you say in a week, what's the language that you're speaking? Are you speaking the language of doubt? Are you speaking the language of faithlessness? Are you speaking the language of faith and hope? Our language is so important. What are you speaking today. You know, I struggled with insecurity my whole life. And even as I stepped up into this role, I continued to struggle in insecurity because I honored my husband, but I thought that he was way up here and I was way down there. And I struggled with that. So much of my initial years of marriage, and we've only been married for two and a half years. So majority of that, okay, was me um, acting like we married for years. But anyway, listen, okay. So much of that time was me feeling like I had to catch up. I got to catch up. I got to catch up. If I want to be equally, equally yoked with him, I better catch up. And so it was the spirit of striving and performance that was upon me. And you know what? That mentality was actually dividing us. But when I was just sitting in the presence of my spiritual mom and dad, Papa just kept saying, you are not divided, but you are equally yoked. You are one. You are one with him. Everything that he has, you have. Everything that he has, every prophetic word that was spoken over him, that's yours. I'm like, really? Are you sure? 
Are you sure about that? No, no, because Papa, I, I know what I see, and what I see is not that. And he said, no, do not trust in what you see. Because faith says, heaven says you are one, and you are equally yoked. Man, and as he began to just speak that over me, things began to break. Ooh, I just, just deliverance right then and there. I felt chains. I felt pressure being lifted off of me because of the language of faith. What are we speaking? And what are we speaking to one another? Are we speaking out just what we see over one another? Or are we speaking the language of faith over one another? So many of us are in positions of influence, not just in your small groups, but at your workplace, in your family. What are you speaking over your family? Are you just coming into agreement with what you see that mom's gone crazy again, dad's not doing anything? Or are you speaking the language of faith? No, my mom will be revived. No, she will be in submission to God. No, she will be filled with faith. You know, faith is the currency of heaven. And when you begin to speak the language of faith, you're just claiming things. Like, well, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, I had a dream when Christian and I were struggling um, initially in our relationship before we had gotten married. My parents were against it. And I had this dream where I was about to... I was making a phone call, and as I was making this phone call, it was an international phone call on a payphone, and I had this coin purse, and I was just putting coins in. You know, because, like, as time passes, you got to put coins in. And so it started off with quarters, 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 and all of a sudden, I ran out of quarters, and then I went to dimes. And then I ran out of dimes, and I went to nickels, and I ran out of nickels, and I went to pennies, and soon I just didn't have any money left. And I just woke up, and I was like, what does that even mean? What the hell? You know? But God began to speak to me and he said, faith is the currency of heaven. You're running out of faith. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You're running out of faith. Have you been running out of faith lately? I was just putting, and it was getting less and less and less. Listen, you need faith to communicate with the Lord. You need faith, a heart of faith. And so that would, that just hearing that, I realized, man, I was trying to change my mom. And you know what my prayer was? God, make her say yes. And I was actually praying prayers that were trying to manipulate my own mother. My mom, make my mom say yes in Jesus' name, you know? And I was speaking now. God was like, no, you can't pray like that. Change your prayers right now to Lord revive my mother. Because the reason why she was saying no anyway was because she was in a place of just oppression and depression and not understanding that God was going to supply all our needs. She was worried about me. Out of love, she was worried about me, but that worry was consuming her and she wasn't able to speak or see clearly. And soon we began to shift gears and we began to pray. Christian and I both got that strong conviction. We began to change our language. No, my mom will be filled with the spirit. And everything that I experience here, she's going to experience, and even that much more. And we began to change our language right then and there. And I stopped saying, you know what, my mom is like this, and my mom is like that. I kept, it was, it took a minute. It took a minute, it did. But I began to really try to shift gears into seeing who she really is. And speaking that out over her. And as I did that, things began to change. At first, I couldn't even see it. I couldn't tell. 
It didn't seem like none of our prayers were actually working. But a couple of months later, I got a phone call from my mom. And she told me, I got to tell you the craziest story. What, mama? I don't call her mama. Naoma. <laughs> I said, what, what, well, what's the crazy story? She was just so depressed. And all these cheap sign names at our church said, you know what? We got to go to a revival service and you're coming with us. And she's like, no, I'm not. They're like, no, just come. Please just come. And they dragged her. My mom unwillingly just decided, fine, just ended up going to that revival service. And at that revival service, the speaker was this insanely anointed man. And he began to teach on prophecy. I don't even know. What? He was a Korean dude. I'm like, Korean? Anyway, prophecy. And I was like, wow, cool. And she said, listen, in the middle of his message, he stopped and he looked right at me. And he said, I'm going to show how it's done. You stand up. And my mom was called out of a crowd of people. And he had her step to the front. And he began to prophesy over my mother. He began to prophesy life over my mom, destiny over mom. You know, our parents have destinies that they still have yet to fulfill. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because they're old, it doesn't matter. Listen, God's got plans till the very end. Okay, he's got good things in store for our parents, but we got to continue to contend because this worldly mentality is as you get older, life is over. But that's not true. Life gets better as we get older. And all of a sudden, he began to prophesy that over your mom. It's not over. It's not over. And began to speak a word saying, you know what? You, you, God saved you. You were about to die, but God saved you. And my mom just started weeping. Get this. The whole thing's on video. So I watched it. I was watching the whole thing because someone filmed it that was part of his ministry team. And my mom just started crying at that moment. And she began to share with me, and it's my first time ever hearing it, that after she graduated from college around that time, she tried to kill herself because she was under such depression. And since then, uh, after that depression, um, actually, that's when she got saved, not soon after. She attempted, she failed, and she got saved. And so as that man began to prophesy that over my mom, she knew exactly what he was talking about. <sighs> I think it was my f- the first time my mom's ever been prophesied over. The moment he said that, she was like, oh, he's serious. He knows what he's talking about. And he began to just speak life over her. And then he just prayed for her, and he just did one of these things. Like she was like standing over there. He didn't even touch her. He was like, yeah. And she was like, oh. You know, and she, she fell and then all the cheap signings that brought her, like came running and threw like a jacket over her. And my mom was down and out, she said, until the end of the service. And I'm sitting there listening in complete shock. I know I prayed the prayers and I know I was speaking the language of faith, but to see it finally come into fruition was boggling my mind. And I was like, well, mom, when you were on the floor, what happened? And she said, I saw this insane light come in and pierce my heart. And all the darkness that was in my chest and in my heart, it began to just get pushed out by the light. Man. Now, the next day she was in prayer. Get this. She was in prayer with a couple of other chips on him there. And they were praying and they said, you know what? I feel like this happened, happened to you because your daughter and her fiance have been praying for you. And so my mom's talking to me on the phone and she says, have you been praying for me? And I started bawling. 
Like just sobbing. Yeah, we've been praying for you. And she said, thank you. It was crazy. The language of faith. When I began to shift out of the natural and what I saw in my mom and began to change my language, just, just claiming heaven onto earth over her, things began to shift quickly. Quickly. Why? Because when you access heaven like that with faith, it's Lord over time. Time does not bend in that, in, in, when we're looking at things in the natural, but when you're looking at things in the faith realm, in the spirit realm, time cannot contain your words and the promises that God is speaking over you. Amen. So we're called to change our language. And you know, this is something that we got to keep each other in check with. You know what I mean? You know, Matt Walker, he, uh, he's one of my Emmaus staff and he's one of the few that have stuck by me all the two years that we've been working together. And sometimes I come to him, I'm like, you know what, Matt? It's never going to happen. He's like, no, Samo. Mm, it will happen in the name of Jesus. <laughs> like he just, he was like, uh-uh, Samo, don't say that. We will prosper. You know, he just, he just always does that. And he begins to correct me and he begins to speak language of faith over me. And I realize, you know what? You are right, Matt. I got to change my language. Because I've been speaking just about the natural and I can't stay here. You know, before I got married to Christian, I was constantly sick. And I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I used to always say, you know, I'm going to get sick. This winter, I, to- I know I'm going to get sick. I always got sick. And I-, I prophesied that over myself. I spoke it and it actually did happen. I always got sick. But when I got married to Christian, he would not let me say that. I'm like, I'm not feeling sick. He's like, no, you are healthy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I feel terrible. He's like, no, you are healthy. <laughs> and he had to just speak language of faith. He wouldn't let me stay there. And soon I began to just catch on that, you know, and be like, okay, no, I am healthy. I am healthy. Even on the way here, I'm, I was feeling such jet lag and I was getting so tired and my, I couldn't keep my eyes open. And I was like, oh, hon, I'm just so tired. And he's like, no, you are not. You are awake, body. You will submit to the spirit. You know, but when he said that, something changed inside of me. I said, you know what? That is truth. Truth is not what I see. Truth is what I read here. Truth is what he says. And I'm going to come into agreement with that truth and say that is what's going to establish me. And that's the words I'm going to speak. It's powerful. What have you been saying over yourself? What have you been saying over yourself? I say all things I used to... You know, and you guys, I still do it. I'm still in this process of changing my language. But my accountability group, they know, well, the things that I would say over myself. But I'm not, I'm not really good at that. I'm clumsy. I'm always getting hurt. Or I'm not good at that. Or I'm not good at this. Or I can't do that. And I would speak the language of just doubt and insecurity over myself. And as I speak, I establish myself in that place. And it's exactly what I experienced because that's what I was saying. That's what I was coming into agreement with. But as they've been sharing with me, and they would stop me sometimes. I know Anita would stop me. She'd be like, no, that is not who you are. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you know, She'd begin to just speak life over me and come into agreement with what God is saying over me. 
And then I could feel myself changing and moving positions from this rock of insecurity I've been standing on for so long to the rock of who God says I am. And I feel like the call is that we're to change our language, church. There's some vocabulary that we got to get rid of. And there's some vocabulary that we got to learn how to say. Not just over each other, but over ourselves. There's some things that people say over you, and the first thing you do is judo block it. You know what I'm talking about? You are beautiful. Wah! No, I'm not. And you just block it right away. You, you just disallow that word of affirmation to come into your heart. We got to change that. I know it's weird and uncomfortable, but receive it. We did affirmations in India one morning, Krisha and Eunice Cohen and myself, and we're speaking affirmations. It was so awkward, you know? And it was like my turn, and I'm like, and they're like, speak, you are great, Samo. You are wonderful. You are mighty. And I'm like, mm, Lord, make it be over. It's just we're so not used to that sometimes, you know? We're not used to receiving that. But I had to just know I will receive it. I will come into agreement with it. What they're saying is true. We got to shift from the language of the natural to the language of faith. Of the language of faith. So my challenge to you is just simple and sweet. When you begin to speak certain things, check your heart. Because it's out of the overflow of your heart that the mouth speaks. And if you're saying certain things in patterns over yourself, over your family, over the church, over people in your lives... That's a heart issue. It's not just about changing your language. It's about getting your heart in check and getting your heart aligned. Because once you do that and you shift positions, your language will naturally change. Naturally change. And so this church is going into new levels. Amen. And as we go into new levels, may our language follow. What we say about ourselves, may that begin to follow. Language of faith. Let's close our eyes. Hmm. Yeah, Father, we just pray right now, just all across this room. And God, we just confess so many times the way that we speak. It just shows that our heart is not in the right place. It just shows that our heart is actually not in full agreement with your heart. And God, we thank you that this is a time and a season of empowerment where you're teaching us the power of our words and the power of the language that we speak. And we pray, God, that you will teach us and that we will grow and that we will practice and that we will become fluent in speaking the language of faith over one another over this church, over our families, over ourselves. Rather than just speaking where we see we're at right now. God, that we would just surpass what time has contained and begin to speak who we are and who we're always called to be. I thank you that you're just renewing our minds even right now. 
And I feel like, church, let's just begin to pray. I feel like there's some things we got to set right. And some things that I feel like God's even convicting you of right now, of language, of words that you've spoken over certain people in your life, language you've spoken over yourself, over your families. And I feel like God is saying, no, get your heart right with me. And he wants us to begin to shift. And so let's begin to practice just what we heard. And I know it's a short and simple message, but let's just begin to practice it right now. And we're just going to pray just for the things that are heavy on your heart. And I want you, as you pray, change your language. Change your language and begin to speak with the language of faith. Let's pray all across this room. Yeah, God. Father, Lord, even the ways, Father, that we've been speaking over ourselves, God. languages, God, of insecurity. Father, where we've been speaking words of faithlessness, God, and doubt. Father, where we've been trusting way too much in what we see and not coming into agreement with the unseen, God. I thank you that there's a shifting that's going on right now in the hearts of your people, Lord. And Father God, we want to align ourselves, God, with your word. And we want to align ourselves, Father God, with your, your word. Father God, in your truth, God. Yeah, Lord, we just repent right now, God. We repent, Father God, of the language that is not aligned to you, Father. God, even over our families, God, the things that we've spoken, God, over our own parents, God, over our siblings, God. Father, where we just caught them, we declare them, establish them, Father, in their weakness, God. God, we just switch that right now. We begin to establish them, Father, in a place of faith. We establish, God, this church in a place of faith. We establish our family in a place of hope and in a place of faith right now, God. Lord, and we just pray, God, we just come against, Father, every lie of the enemy, Lord. Father, and we just decree and declare that it's being broken right now in Jesus' name. Give us a new set of vocabulary, Lord. Give us a new set of vocabulary, God, O oh Lord, that we will begin to speak as you speak and begin to establish as you establish, God. Change our hearts, Lord, that we will come into agreement, God, with you. Yeah, just lift your hands to receive. I'm going to speak some words over you guys. And I'm just going to close in prayer. Yeah. Father, I thank you that your people, they are loved. You are loved. Not with a conditional love, but with an unconditional love. That is a love that's not based on anything that you do. You are loved. You are filled with faith. Get that in your spirit. Some of you have been struggling with that. You've been feeling faithless. But God is saying, that is not who you are. You are filled with faith that abounds. You are brand new. God says that the old has gone and the new has come. There is newness in your spirit. You lack nothing. You lack nothing. That means the things you've been trying to earn, the things you've been trying to gain, the things that you've been trying to receive, guess what? You got it. Every spiritual blessing, it is yours. You lack nothing. Receive that. You are secure in who you are. 
All identities with insecurity, that's not who you are. I see those jackets being torn off right now. All those years of being unsure. Guess what? When you're unsure of who God is saying you are, that's the same thing as being double-minded. Second-guessing yourself is the same thing as being double-minded. God is establishing you right now. He's saying you lack nothing. Everything that you need, you have. You don't walk empty, but you walk in an overflow. That means there's an overflow, an access of an overflow of joy, of rest, of peace, of abundance that's not determined by your circumstances. You walk in overflow everywhere you go. It doesn't matter what place you put your feet. You are in overflow. Yeah, you are beautiful. Sisters, I feel you judo blocking me right now. Get those arms down. God is saying you are beautiful. Receive that. Yes, Lord. Jesus. Yeah, Father, we just receive the language of faith. And God, we just see right now that as we read your word, there's going to be an impartation of a new set of vocabulary. God, that you're calling us to speak. Father, I thank you that as we speak in the language of faith, we begin to shift from a place of a now in the natural to the place of the supernatural and a place that is above time. And as we speak over that, God, soon in our present, things will begin to rush to come into alignment with what we say. God, we thank you for that authority that you've given us. May we be faithful with this word. Cause us to speak with faith over the things that we've been lacking faith about. People in our lives that just have not been changing. That have been continuously hurting us. God, we pray that we will begin to not establish them in their weakness, but we will begin to shift and establish them. God, in who you say and who you're calling them to be. Thank you, Daddy, that you're just aligning our hearts right now. And we pray that in all that we do and say, God, it will be done with faith. Yeah, God, we just, we love you so much. We just receive your words and we take ownership of those words right now. And we just say yes and amen. In Jesus' name, amen.